Welcome to the Free Game Producer Podcast. My name is Brian Andre, and I got the big homie Willpower in the building. What's up, homie? What it do, man? What it do? Man, like I always say, it's true today, which is it is a blessing to be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a always, blessing to man. be alive, man. Hey, man. Let me we stop being it. silly, man. But yeah, it's a blessing to be alive. We got another good podcast coming up. Yep. We got a dope interview. Uh, last week we interviewed uh, Dow Jones from yeah. the business. The business. So yep. it's only right we get Henny. Yeah, no uh, doubt, on, man. On the line as well. You <clears throat> yeah. know what I'm saying? Just to get that whole complete 360 of that uh, great production team. So yeah, we man. got him coming up, man. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff happened this week. It's funny because we had, did the podcast last week, but a lot of this stuff was still developing. Right. And then as soon as the podcast came out, the Grammys announced uh, their yeah. nominations and then a whole slew of stuff, opinions and. Yeah, you man. You know, stuff start, started happening, man. J. Cole album did come out. And, yep, came out. You up. know, uh, yep. uh, as well as uh, Ab Soul and um, uh, a couple more Tech Nine album came out and uh, one more big one, I thought. Uh, no, those were the three main ones. Yeah, yeah, three main ones. Yep. So then, you know, just a lot of discussion going on. I know we couldn't wait to get. Uh, yeah, to man, get, couldn't wait to get back to it. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, it was a very interesting week. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that. It's always interesting, man, is uh, the first listen reviews, man, on projects when they drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that goes from, you know, the, uh, you know, major, uh, you know, publications, publications yeah. all the way down to blogs, all the way down mm-hmm. to just the normal homie that's just a fan of music and giving their opinion mm-hmm. on, you know, on the music. Yeah. Uh, it's just really dope, man, to just kind of see what people think off the first listen. And then, you know, it's also funny, man, to keep checking timelines and just watch people change their mind throughout the weeks. And yeah. next thing you know, they don't realize it, but a year later, you see them posting how they jamming to something that you know they blacked out on. Yeah, well, see, I think now people have, a lot of publications have changed how they do reviews. Mm-hmm. A lot of them call them first listen reviews. They, yeah, yeah. I then mean, they go back. Absolutely. Which is kind of valid, I guess. I, I think agree. that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I think what needs to happen is, like, as long as you are making it clear that that's what you're doing, yeah. then cool, man. I mean, how mad can you be? Like, I don't expect you to get it, especially if. Because, like, one of the things that I've realized is a lot of times, man, you forget that you're dealing with artists. Mm-hmm. And so artists have a different agenda than what you may think when they do their albums. You know what I mean? Um, so you don't know you don't know what they were thinking. You don't know why they went in a certain direction. But, True. you know, what we tend to do is we'll sit back and we'll decide for ourselves what we think of, we want this album to sound like or what we think it should. And if it's nowhere near that... You know, we got you, our opinion. You got your you opinion. My blast yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It was a very interesting week. Of it was hip hop, man. Uh, no, but I, but let's not back. Let's let's talk about some let's from, some first listen. Yeah, yeah. Reviews because you know, um, J Cole I think is an important uh, figure in hip hop mm-hmm. for this generation. Definitely. You know, he's definitely uh, hailed. He's regarded as one of the, one of the top ones, and you know that documentary kind of showed his process, and you know he. Uh, is very involved with his production, right? You know, so he he may or may not pr- produce the songs directly, but he like co-produces mm-hmm. the songs, you know, and then produces some. Actually, my favorite song on the album is called Change. He produced that himself. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, um, you know, uh, it's very important. So I was curious to get your thoughts. Uh, my my on thoughts it. on it. I didn't really like the album that much. You know what okay. I'm saying? Now, I, that doesn't mean I don't like the artist. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't understand. Who J. Cole is And it doesn't mean That I can't enjoy What the album That he put out Right However my opinion Of the album Is just 
I didn't find any. I didn't have. I didn't hear any sense of urgency in his album. You know what I mean? So it was some great songs. Like I could listen to each song by themselves uh-huh. and be satisfied. But as a body of work, as a as a piece of work that I purchased, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of like, man, I'm. You know what I'm saying? It's still. I still look for him to be able to. Uh, well, it's up to him to do whatever album he wanted to do. But right. for me personally, I felt like it kind of did, it didn't give me any peaks and valleys, man. You know, it just kind of was. Once we got on the highway, it was you know 55 the whole way to California. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it was more laid back. It was safe to me. I feel yeah. like it was safe. I feel like for him to be a person that I've seen in the news who went out and did uh, you know protest and he was. A very open and, and, and open speaking person. I was just kind of expecting him to have a sense of urgency for the people because he is a voice for the people, even right. if he hasn't accepted that or doesn't even want that title. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a dope. It was dope in the sense of did he cover his basis as far as like his fans? Yeah. Yeah. Does his fans gonna feel it? Of course. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's gonna have fans out in droves buying it. But like, yeah. what about? You know, there's still I don't know, man. I just feel like everybody when you do an album, I just kind of feel like there should still be some sense of creativity, extra creativity. There should be a sense of urgency in what you right. have to say. That's okay. my opinion. Okay. Well, I will say this: it's a, it seems more like of a concept album mm. if you listen to it, and a lot of fans have got their theories on what he means. Mm-hmm far as the whole thing and yeah, he's like, talking to his daughter yeah. some people say he's talking to his daughter which was which we hear he, he didn't confirm this but we heard he had had a daughter born the other day mm-hmm. you know but they're saying this to his daughter some people say no it's to his homeboy's daughter you know yeah it um, also was one I heard was to his homeboy that died was, right I mean, to me, that's cool. That, that to me, that's fan action. Like, right. if you're a fan of J. Cole, that's your job to research that. But right. for a person like me who just enjoys the fact that J. Cole is in the hip hop community and he's doing something, he's contributing greatly to it. I don't. Re- I wasn't really listening for that. I was listening for somebody who, when you drop two records like uh, False Prophets and those those yeah. two records had a sense of urgency to it that yeah, had me excited. Yeah, and that wasn't on the album. Yeah, like so I'm kind of like that's why I oh, was upset. Now you know that's a good point. That's a good point. It's kind of like a debating switch because right because those songs were aggressive. And they were like, you know, making statements. Right. And the album wasn't like that. Right. They, me, they, they it was, was just like the, it was just like the latest At presidential least, campaign. You got got this guy up here telling you, "This what I'm gonna do. This what right. I'm gonna be." And then all of a sudden, I'm not. I'm opposite opposite of that. Like the right. the album was very emotional. Right. It was very connected to his loved ones. The way it sounded, yeah. which I'm okay with. However, could you please, you know, like put it like this. When we heard about 808s and heartbreaks, we already knew he was going through heartbreak and 808s was going to be on the record. Like, it'd be real whack if we had got an 808s and heartbreak and he wasn't heartbroken nowhere and that shit was boom bap. That would have been a real whack album. Which is kind of what I'm trying to to allude to. It's like, wasn't that... I can't say he's whack. I would never say that. I'm not going to say anything bad about J. Cole because, honestly, I'm a fan of his work in that sense. But... He didn't deliver that album to me the way I thought. He really delivered that album for his fans, which that's okay. 
Yeah, I mean, so I, maybe I don't even matter in this. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with that too. Well, I will say this though: this is his best-selling album so far. Hey, man. Um, you know, his last album. His I mean, first that to me, that doesn't equate <laughs> no, no. to the album. That just equates no, no, no. to well, the build-up. I, I, I was kind of like co-signing your last statement about oh. like the fans <laughs> gonna eat it up because yeah, they definitely yeah. ate it up. Like yeah, right. his fans are ready. Not ready. According to his daily double, uh, a lot of his numbers, which they're estimating. Plus streams gonna be from five hundred fifty thousand to five hundred seventy five thousand. Man, yeah, listen, man, I could never be mad at that. You With know what pure I mean? album sales of four hundred thousand to four twenty five. Incredible, man. Pure album sales. So I mean, shout out to the J Cole fans, man, because you know what? It's because shout of out to y'all. Rock Nation. <laughs> yeah, well, Rock Nation, whoever, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I think that that's important. I think that one thing. Okay, so let's skip the album. Let's just talk about J Cole and his movement. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Yeah. Like you gotta give. I give props where they do. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like, listen, bro, you worked hard to get those kinds of fan that dedicated uh fan base which is like super 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 dope they understand him they mm-hmm. they live for his movement which very many artists out here are like not on that they don't know how to do that they don't know mm-hmm. how to interact with their fans and give their fans what they want so there's that side of it that i totally understand however like i said you know what i'm saying don't yeah. don't, don't, don't don't tease me with you killing a killing a verse and now we'll you know, say those two songs are better than probably most of the songs in the album. That's what I'm saying, and it's like, and I'm just like, nah, come on, man. Like that's where I'm at. Now there are some really good songs on that album. Yeah, I like the Ch- Change is, is is one of my yeah, favorite. Change songs was a good on one. He had a couple, um, you know, the, the one. Uh, I have to, to listen to it again. I'm gonna be the most honest on earth and just tell Look it. Look at my, know, my I would listen. My to track I listen list to it once. Yeah, and I was I'm, out of there. You know what I mean, saying? she's mine. Part one and two are pretty good. And then the last song for your eyes only, man. It's an eight minute song. And he's really bearing his heart about, you know, and, you know, we both fathers, you right. know what I'm saying? We both had daughters, so you know how it is, you know? So it's so cool. I think, I, I, I didn't think it was a bad album. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was cool. I thought it was right in line with his other albums. Now, I've right. always had the same criticism. So let, let's talk about this then, okay. on that, because this is something everybody's like on a high horse about. And, you know, no, I, almost, I know where you're going. I, almost go check, I check out when people say it to let's me. Though. They're there. like, oh, he didn't have no features on his album. I'm like... That's not a features aren't a bad thing, bro. Like yeah. sometimes, and like and first up, first and foremost, you know, let's just be one hundred about this. When back in the day, which I don't like to do in very many comparisons because okay. hip hop is much different now, so okay. I respect that. But back in the day, no features meant no features, bro. That meant you doing your hooks, right? You doing your everything. No, no extra singers on there. None of that. So what these cats are doing now is. The feature aspect means what? Just for the MC? Not credited not, features. That's right. Not credited. Because there are some vocalists on this album. Right. Which, singing. How cool is that? Not very. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? well, that was my main criticism, though. And this has been my criticism of Cole since the beginning, was that he do too much singing, in my opinion. You know, And I know a lot of rappers are, are melodic these days, which is dope. But I think that like, just like certain singers shouldn't be trying to rap, rappers sitting there still try to sing. In other words, like, it's okay to have melody and to do chants and stuff, but when you're trying to, like, hit notes and runs and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, come on. Like, you could have got a brilliant singer to kill that mm-hmm. instead of trying to do it yourself, you know what I right. mean? So that was my criticism. But well, like well, like we said before, and we both agreed on it, we we certainly respect the right of any artist to do whatever they want on their album. Absolutely. So, but we I, had a right to feel how we feel But we also got it. a right to listen to it and say, man. Eh. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at, but, but see, man, but but major shout out to J Cole, yeah, man. You know, because to me, even that criticism though is something he's been consistent with. He's been singing since the very, his very first single, Workout. Yeah. 
Right. He sang that. He been singing on it, and and so. honestly, man, to me, he got the same syndrome to me that even like Pharrell had. It took me years to get used to Pharrell as a singer. I used to didn't like him as a singer. I didn't I like always, him either, but at least he, at least he could sing. I don't know. Well, I don't <laughs> even know if he could, and I still don't know that he can. However. What I've learned about it is, you yeah. know, you have to learn to listen objectively if that's what the word, the way to put it. But yeah, right. it, could, would I put him next to a singer? No, but but I, but I guess in a weird way, you kind of confirming what I'm saying because I, I'm used to him singing. Like I'm used to it. Like right. I could, but I'm used to it. So to me, the album is kind of like it's what it is, right? What he always is. So his fans will be happy. Well, you know, so man, I, I mean, you know, so like I, you know, I had my moments on Facebook where I was really in my feelings about it, just because. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about. I saw yeah, you, well, it's all good because like I, I'm, I don't have no, you know, what I'm saying I got homies, man, who won't speak their mind about what they feel. But I'm like, listen, I make music and I buy music, and I've had people tell me shit that I've done is whack, so I don't right. care. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I didn't sign up to be for everybody to like it. You know what I'm saying? Right. However, you know what I'm saying. No, we always fair though, man. We fair, and, man. And, and Listen, and I don't feel like we pulling no punches, and I don't feel like we throwing yeah. blows for no reason either. But well, <clears throat> speaking of, of this album, I don't want to move on just yet because something very important for our listeners, uh, in terms of producers and engineers and creative types, came mm-hmm. up with this album. We should talk about. Yeah. There's a song on there. Um, which song is that? Uh, where? Uh, let me look on here to see. Deja vu. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the beat for that was produced by Vinyls and Boy Wonder, man, and it sounds very similar to the Exchange to, beat from Bryson Tiller. Yeah, right. and there was a little controversy over that over the weekend, and I think that we talk about this all the time in terms of we talk how about, to handle your production. Right. Well, you know, just to give you a quick backstory, like I'm really good friends with the guy who claims to have originally done the beat, and that's the third guy. That's the third. Guy. The well, third really, guy. originally he was the first guy, but. You know, these other allegedly. guys are much bigger produce. <laughs> allegedly. This is all allegedly. In fact, you know what? That's we're your gonna, friend. I, we're going to get G Money on the show just because I, I'm interested in just hearing the story. Right. But he has proof. He's, man, like he's shown video clips and the whole nine. But here's the thing, man. Like, it but, he but, but, but I'm talking about. He like ain't he ain't even considered, right? He ain't even considered in the lawsuit side right, of this right now. Those or, two, even if it is a lawsuit, I don't even know. Boy, Wonder and Vinyls are mad at, um, yeah. Uh, is it the mechanics. A dude named Foreign is one of the guys. Okay. But, and you know, I'm we're mad not, at him because he, pro- he yeah. produced the Bryson Tiller beat. Right, right, right. And they're saying that they uh, did a beat similar beforehand. Mm-hmm. He heard the beat, copied the beat, and claimed that he even thanked them and offered them publishing on Bryson Tiller's right. song. Well, let me let me just say this to all our <laughs> listeners, man. You know, and this is no this is no shade to any uh, formats where you can sell beats and you can play your music for people whatever just beware man that like anything that's on a public platform online is rippable stillable mm-hmm. recreatable yeah yada yada yeah. if you're a sampling producer my advice is never put your samples up there never let anybody hear what you're working on unless you're selling it to them or in a personal environment where you trust what's around you because listen all that stuff is, you know, it's it's open for public business. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, whoever wrote the song KP and Envy song, uh, "Shorty Swing My Way" is the record that we're referring to. Okay. The now, honestly, record. they all it's it's really really suspect. It is suspect because how of a whole four minute record, how is it that every last one of these guys involved sampled the same ten seconds at the top of the record? 
Yada yada Like it's a number of things Like any of us who sample Cause all my producer friends Out here who sample We all know that The whole goal of sampling Is to chop it And make it as originally Yours as possible Right So first off Any of you producers Who are um, Not uh, Up on that uh, Theory And you like to go in And just grab loops Off of stuff You chant you, you take the chance Of somebody else Grabbing that same loop You understand what I'm saying Now I haven't listened to the record really, but so if they chopped it and it sounded like that and everybody else, somebody stole it. Well, However, the, the, well the beat definitely sound like Bryson. It sounds like the drums oh, are a little bit different. No, but bro, it it's the same like... beat. No questions <laughs> asked. Like a drum, you know, you could change out your drums all you mm -hmm. want. It's the same record. Right. And it's not the drums really that make the record dope. Of course not. It's the loop. It's the right. sample. It's the uh, yeah. little thing that's going on yeah. in there. That's crazy. Yeah. But my point is, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, the person who went and got the business done on the record first is the person who you have to give the props to. So honestly, you got cast this mad about it, but at the end of the day, it's like, yo, if if, if you let somebody hear it, because see, this is what we all guilty of, and I'll be honest, and I'm about to stop. Bro, we all be on a little Instagram, man. You don't realize that little minute clip you threw up there was enough for any talented musician to take that, bro. This is very important. This is very this important is very game. Important like y'all right be here. thinking y'all promoting. It's not promoting. You 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 might be promoting, but you don't have a hundred percent honest listeners, honest people on your timeline. You have people who are in position and are hungry, are hungry, wolves ready to, to take your right, shit. Right, man. Like, dude, like you have musicians out here, man, who could listen to something one time, man, and go recreate that in their own form. And now you got somebody, now you online screaming about what happened. And it's like, well, my advice is, you know, you're going to have to just keep on working as a record producer until you can get yourself in position, you know, to play your music and be able to keep track of what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Also, you know, there's, there's, there's one thing that you could always do. Because even with the record being sampled, you still can copyright your creativity, your creativity what you did with it yeah. yeah so had any of them had that copyright in place you know you might not have it cleared but that arrangement is copyrightable right. you know what I'm saying so he could maybe prove that was it something but if you change the drums out and technically it's a, di it's a different form of art right I don't know, I don't know. That, that was still you know from a technical standpoint at the end of the day if you if you end up in a court Type of situation where a judgment has to be made, you still gotta let them make that judgment. You know what right. I'm saying? Because you remember the big case with uh, the Marvin Gaye family yeah. over that record. Like, I mean, some people different still folks, say it was folks a whole, different ways, right, yeah. man? Some people say nah. Some people say yes. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, you. But so my the, point the is, then. you ain't got no leg to stand on. You just online making a bunch of noise over something that you can't prove because you didn't do. You didn't position yourself to prove it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because really and truthfully, some dude out in Wisconsin might have copywritten his version of it <laughs> and kill all of them. Right. Walk in a room and be like, oh, y'all stole my record. Right. Because I got a copyright that's at the copyright office that went down on this date. They verified that I sent this in. Right, and did they and did they homework? Did they homework? You know what I'm saying? And we over here screaming about timestamps and. Look, this is the original date on my computer. Man, please. Nobody's gonna, nobody's following that up. And I hate that because, you know, I, I know for a fact 
my guy G Money's a really good dude and extremely talented. But he was really, he's really big on SoundClick. He's really big on those types of services. And I just don't find them services to be safe. Because if you got cats going through your music catalog and yada yada, man, this is a, this shit is crazy out here. And see, a lot of people won't, they won't really know how to take in what I'm saying because they've never seen a $100,000 check or a $200,000 check or a million dollar check. Because let me tell you that exchange record, bro, has made somebody close to a million dollars. Absolutely. And so... You think he care about y'all little crying about that beat? Right. He got the money to stretch that out forever. Yeah. By the time you get your lawyers on it, by the time you go to arguing over a sample, man, you could, you might as well just put that money and effort into trying to get another relationship going because yeah. that's not really. So my thing is just be careful, man, because like. Yeah, I would say my free game would be don't even put it up. Keep don't it, put it up. Keep it right. under wraps uh, and try to do your business on it. Yeah. Or. Just know that this could happen to it and be prepared. Right. Or, or, or like just be more like be be mindful of ways to protect yourself. You know, don't do too many phone calls. You don't do too much stuff like that, man. Make sure something's in the email. Make sure that there's, a, you know, there's a way to have a person to talk about something and create a conversation, a dialogue a about business. Yeah, yeah you want to have a paper trail of like conversations or text messages or something that you can fall back on when it comes to like these types of moments, you know. And you know, I, I hate that for any producer who might go through that. But this is our job. Our job is to give y'all free game on like how to deal with that. Yeah. So just you know, go light, man. I know you're looking for that that big break. And if you okay with those risks, then fine. But it's nothing like, it's nothing like that feeling of your big break was taken or, you know, and I'm not even going to sit here and say that these guys stole that beat. I'm not going to do that because I don't know that they did. That's not fair. We don't know who did what. I will say all of it's messy business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah. is. And I just found it ironic that uh, given all that, that Cole still put it on his album. Like, he must have really liked the song, I guess. I mean, but Cole might have just did the business on it. Like, why, bro, I paid for that beat. Like, so yeah. I'm going with it. I mean, right. can't even get mad at the artist. Right. And then you sit here and you done listen to it go hot all over the country for the last year. It's like, right. man, I'm going to leave that on my album. Man, it's too familiar. People going to love this. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know the reason behind it. You know what I mean? Maybe he agrees with the two producers, and it's like, man, bump the music. We're going to do what we want to do, right. He yeah. might see it that way, yeah, of course. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, we got that album, album out. Uh, also, Tech Nine album. His album's actually going to be number two on the charts behind Cole. Man, that, rec- that album got like 30 some songs. 32 man. songs. I made it to like 25, 24. That's a lot of music. Before I could finish up. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to do 40 to 45K independent you know he gets all that autumn sales into strange music account directly. let me tell you, you what was weird about that though yeah. um i forget the term they use but in publishing mm-hmm. you know they only have to pay out like a certain amount yeah yeah after like 12 songs on a normal album you know they don't have to pay the full rate on publishing right so, isn't that why people do double albums a lot? Now, is this a double album or a single album? I don't know. I don't really know. I hope know. it's a double album because it's like 30-something. So. I don't think it's. I think it's a single album, bro. 
But I don't know. I don't. I don't know the business. But I'm not even tripping about it being him or anybody. I'm just speaking on it from the producer standpoint. You guys need to be aware of how payment go out for publishing. All right. Questions you need to always be aware of is how many songs is going to be on a project, and will your song be included in the payout of publishing of those records? If not. Your fee needs to go up. You need to get your money up front because you're not ever going to get any money on the back end because they're not legally obligated to pay you after a certain amount of records. It's a super game right here. You understand what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. that's what I'm... I forget the name of it, man, which is just really unprofessional of me right now. I can't remember. I think it's called this... Not the statutory rate. I don't know, man. Don't let me... Don't get me No, lying. but, but I, I get the concept. The concept is because I've, I've read this as well that... You know, they're only paying a certain number. Um, I, I think the standard is like 11 or 12 songs mm -hmm. is, is right. what, you know, everything else you got to kind of use it, whatever the budget is. You right. got to kind of get it out of whatever that budget you gotta is. You got to get it out of it, right. Yeah. And only certain songs. I hate that I don't remember so what it's called right now. A lot of times right artists who really believe in something will just take will just take the hit to put out more songs, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And but, I've always respected those artists. Right. And so, and honestly, for those who wonder, that's why it's never no more than 10, 12 records on an album. Anything over that, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's why now they do things, special things like, uh, you know, uh, limited releases or uh, deluxe editions. You know, yeah. those those records have different stipulations added to them. Yep, deluxe edition is, you know is, what I'm is, saying? is, is the big one. That's yeah. right. And your, your rate for pay gets cut and sometimes doesn't even get included because it's too many records on the album. Like the album, the record label is only obligated to pay out X amount of you know royalties and publishing and things like that on the record. So always yeah. be aware of that. You know, so it's, that's really dope, but it's like, and then, and then, and then here goes, here's the thing, you know, like I said, you know, if you're not a part of the payout as far as like the, the 12 songs that are paying, that should be, you should be, that should be reflectable in your, feet yeah, up front yeah, because advanced. it's like you ain't finna get no more money out of this this is it yeah so if you're just looking for the look and just want to be on the album that's one thing you know what i mean but that's just a good game in general when, you, when you're uh negotiating payment mm -hmm. for your beats man especially unless you got like a britney spears or a adele or somebody you you want to like mm -hmm. look at it like you're not gonna get paid again right so make sure that's reflected on your advance right period make sure that money's gonna, gonna uh going to make sense for you up front because you know people don't people don't do that right but yeah um <clears throat> this album man it's it's a uh deluxe edition with a bonus disc and this bonus disc got like 12 songs on it so right you know and i'm sure they they real smart over there strange no nah, that's what i'm saying so i'm when sure I'm they like got it Exactly. Out. Like if it's already la labeled as the deluxe edition, trust me, man, that's some illegal. You might not know it, but that's some legal jargon in there. That that yeah. just the use of that word, man, has has changed the pay scale for the rest of those records. Absolutely. It might not. That pay scale is not the same as those first twelve, or you know. Yeah, with a bonus disc, it's three discs all together. It's it's two four damn their albums, then it's twelve songs on the bonus disc. So I'm sure probably each one of those discs. Represents a project, right? And I wonder would that get him to platinum faster too? It's mm -hmm. another question I have you know, because a lot of times with double disc, the RIAA counts that as um, 
two sales. Mm -hmm. So you only need 125,000 copies sold to make gold, you know, mm -hmm. and you only need 250,000 copies sold plus streaming to equal platinum. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's very interesting, but I thought the album was pretty cool. I thought, just like J. Cole, I think if you're a Tech 9 fan, you're going to love this album because he didn't really depart from, from, uh, who Tech Nine is, mm -hmm. you know. So I think if you you love uh, tech music, go ahead and pick that up, man. It's called uh, the Storm, right? You know, pretty dope, man. So, right, yeah. I'm just looking it up, man. So like the mechanical royalty rates is what this is. Okay. Basically, what they're saying is, you know, and this might be a little old, I don't know, but the statutory mechanical royalty rate for physical format CDs and permanent digital downloads is nine point ten cents per copy. For songs five minutes or less. Alright. And 1.75 per minute. Or a fraction thereof. Per copy. For songs over five minutes. So. That's a significant. Diff you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. Basically they paying. Yeah. Nine dollars per copy of the song. The album. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Album. Yeah, so you so imagine splitting that up among twelve songs. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and so in other words, right, there's a point where they're they're not going to pay past that. Right. And that's what that's really what I'm trying to say. You know, so if I just confuse the shit out of y'all, I'm sorry. We'll we'll go back and really Look get it up, we'll you know? get into that someday. Yeah. But my point is, you know what I'm saying? Always beware of any type of project or album man that's gonna have more than twelve to 15 songs depending on whatever that that uh you know mechanical royalty yeah, payout is because anything after that you ain't get don't get taken advantage and, and honestly number one you should always get an attorney when you when you uh right doing business your attorney and, and, and number two this these are the kind of things you want to ask your attorney to make right. sure he, he or she is on top of exactly when they're looking at it yeah you know yeah you like because you could easily put attorney. you could put that in your paperwork you could say listen if my song is a part of it then my fee is say fifteen hundred bucks. You know right. what I'm saying? But if I'm not on the songs that are gonna be getting mechanical payout because there's so many songs on the album, I need my fee to go up to five grand so I can at least feel good about it. Right. But that's up. Like I said, get a lawyer, man. Don't be but going make sure out you here. Get a good lawyer. And yeah, you know, not a lawyer that's gonna overlook these kind of right. Things. Well, that and then you know like. You know that's why we're here to tell you what to ask for. Like yeah. you know, also research it, find out what the play is. But Definitely. I know I just probably confused the hell out of a bunch of people. But it's all good. No, but I think what you did though, you, you kind of put a light bulb on. Maybe the listeners don't all understand everything about it. Right, right. But now they understand the type of things to yeah. ask about. Right, exactly. To get clarity on. Yeah. You might be at home with some deals on the table. Mm -hmm. You better get this thing clear. Yeah. yeah. Well, my advice to anybody is listen. Your first, your first. One or two placements, man. Listen, don't even stress out too much about making no money. Like if it if it means you have to give that money to your lawyer, it's worth it to do it, y'all. So like, say you got a deal on the table, and it's five grand on the table to get a placement on somebody's album, and your lawyer gonna be twenty five hundred, man. Just eat it. Go ahead and pay him his money because you what you don't want to do. And and I'm a vic I'm not a victim, but I've done it myself. I've taken it under my own. You know my own understanding and i've done things out here try to get music done and get play make an album and find out i play the shit out myself didn't make no money this that and the third you know what i'm saying and that's so, what i mean by making sure you ask the the attorney because 
you don't want some it's a lot of rinky dink attorneys out here or a lot of attorneys that have a conflict of interest i mean you, you want to make sure that mm -hmm. you kind of like are on your toes because right. i think that we've all heard about deals where we're our lawyers just kind of didn't do a good yeah. job <laughs> and let's just be let's just be quite honest about it like you know you also have to be aware of the fact that like a lot of the lawyers know each other yep like we talking about this like this is what people get twisted about the the um, attorney game in music or the entertainment attorney game it is very very it is not Rubbish. a lot oh, of litigation yeah. going on you know like a, a regular lawyer man is out to go win you what you need when they're they're fighting in, in, to put it in layman's terms So yeah. They'll go and do things You know That That's not what this is In the music business The, the music business Is a negotiation game mm -hmm. Nobody's really trying to Take anybody out Everybody's just trying to Make the playing field Right uh, Advantageous That's it You know what I'm saying So you never You never This is why I tell people Don't go get a lawyer Who Um you know, don't go get a, a divorce lawyer to look at your paperwork. Right. Because off the top, all he's going to be seeing is how to keep you from doing stuff. This ain't this, that. Now, that's not really smart. What right. you need is a lawyer who knows how to negotiate your terms, knows yeah. how to give them what they want in exchange for what you want. Yeah. You got to have them negotiate. Make sure, Make sure it's fair. Yeah. Right. Because the wrong lawyer who's going in saying... Nah, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. Take that out. This, that, and the third. This, that, and the third. Everything. Take that, that, that. At nine times out of ten, that's going. That that dude is going to end up jacking you up because his he has a litigation spirit. If that's the word I'm using, you know, is that the right word? But um, he's just the trying to. Whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to win. Right. And and that's not really cool because in the music business, it's really about. That's why I like every single. Every single record contract, everything I've ever signed in the music business has a mediation clause in it. You know what that means? That means we ain't never going to court. We're just going to sit down and talk about this. We're going to figure it out later. Right. So if you ever have an issue and you signed off on something, we have to mediate it. We have to have two lawyers, two people sit down to discuss whatever it is. It ain't never going to just be a situation. Very seldom right. is it just a situation where it's like, yo. I'm going to sue you this, that, and the third. You right. know what I'm saying? So got to mediate first. That's serious free game right there. That's some good game, y'all. Man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we got a, a few other things I wanted to, to mention, but I don't want to take up uh, too much of the time. Man, look, bro, um, this your show. Let's go. Without saying no, well, I, 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 I did. <laughs> you know, we got to, see, I want to devote the right amount of time because these Grammy nominations came man. out. Well, come on, man. And Let's we, go. And we we got, we've been talking about the Grammys for months now. Well, listen, we got know? a Grammy we got a Grammy Award winning producer on coming on next, <laughs> so we just might as well run it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying, you know, we talked about, uh, uh, actually, we talked with two Grammy presidents of chapters this year. You know I saying? got one question. Okay. Did Chance the Rapper get nominated? Seven times. What? Yeah, seven times, man. Wow. Yeah. So your 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 I hate to eat my words, man, but your theory might just be right. Or do you think does he deserve it? Seven. Well, let's look. Let's look and see. I I definitely think he does deserve um the best uh rap album category. I think that if you and I'm not saying it's definitive. I'm just saying it's arguable. You know, whenever you have awards out, it's all about debate and it's all about sub subjectivity, right? right? Unless you're giving out sales awards, right? right? Right. But so this is all about opinion. But I think you can make an argument that Chance the Rapper yeah. Coloring Book is one of the best five rap albums of the year. You can okay. make an argument that. So I do think it's deserving. Right. Now, one thing is interesting though. Yeah. 
This is why I kind of don't like awards sometimes. All right, cool. Because he was nominated for Best New Artist. He's not new. Exactly. Right. So that's that BS, yeah, I that's think. That you know what I'm saying? But, but we've spoken to several Grammy uh, presidents. Mm-hmm. And what we learned about the Grammys Association is if there's a category and somebody submits it and then the teams vote on it, Right. It is what it is. So really, the title doesn't matter. It's just who on your team was smart enough to put your album in the hat to be picked. Now, let's just say we got new artists, all right? So let's, since we're talking about that, and we're talking about Grammys, mm-hmm. how they do it, let's just say the new artists were, uh, like, uh, these aren't the artists, maybe. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm just naming people. Let's just okay. say the new artist was Uzi Vert, uh, you know what I'm saying, such and such, such and such, and Chance the Rapper. You know what I mean? Now, we all know Chance been out here two years, but these other dudes only been out here one year. But Chance and them was smart enough to see there's an opening in this category. Right. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest. Like, maybe new artist has a certain amount of time. Like, if it's five years or less. I mean, he's probably, he's probably new to the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, he, was, he wasn't as big this time last year of an artist. But you know when I look at uh, Kelsey Wait, Ballerini, the chain smokers, uh, Mary Morris, and one of my favorites, Anderson Pack, are the other four nominees for new artists, right? Mm. I'm like, it's kind of unfair to them because if you if you want to look at overall material, maybe his material is the best out of all of them, so he's gonna win by default. And it's kind of like, what about and my favorite is Anderson Pack? I think he came on the scene new this past year. He I definitely, yeah, and that's kind of my my thing is this though. But he um, probably won't beat out Chance. Well, maybe he will. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I just think it's kind of like because uh, is this Chance? This is no. Because Chance had mixtapes before now. Maybe that's the word. Maybe that's the slickness. Well, that's the thing. This is because like ain't this like isn't this Chance's first official album? Well, they call it a mixtape. They saying it's a mixtape. Oh, wow. So that's why it's bro. You know. Yeah, no, it's nah, it's, it's real. It's really muddy. Remember, <laughs> way back uh, when the album came out. They started a campaign, right, and I right, knew right. what they was doing. It's, it was obvious what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, you they, did. They, I gotta they, get that up. They was they were starting to train up to kind of get all the language to, to, to get the whole. Just like I do a movie when, when a movie comes out, it's important. Right. You know, they get a train going. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. They, it was like they, a like a trailer. They, they had them change the rules. You know, you had people people demanding that he be nominated. You know, it's just same thing they do in politics. They just started to train mm-hmm. up. So, but I didn't have a big problem with it because I knew. That it was probably gonna be deserving because I really, really do love the project. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So right. I didn't have a problem with it, but I, I'm a big fan of calling things what they are. Right. Like, okay, they just trying to like, yep. you know, it's a campaign. But here's the thing: as a marketing guy, I would do the same thing. Right. Right. Like, like if we did a, had an artist do the album, and I would be, I because I'm all about the press. Well, I would one be thing, one thing the that the grant about the Grammy Association man is they they don't hide how they do it. Yeah. You know, they tell you all the time, like, you are not allowed to complain if you don't participate. That's the, that is their biggest thing. Every, you know, region of America has a Grammy chapter that you are supposed to uh, affiliate yourself with. Right. So, you know, there's regions of it. And if you're not putting the songs in and voting things in or voting things down... There's no way for you to say that that he doesn't deserve it or this, that, and the third. So this is just what you got to deal with. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
and and we uh we interviewed a couple uh Grammy heads and, and we learned because a lot of people were getting really upset that certain albums weren't nominated like a tribe called Quest for right. example wasn't nominated for the best rap album. But yeah. we learned that the it's a deadline time. is yeah. in October. Yes, yeah, October deadline you know? and that album came out November. November. So more than likely it, it It'll should be, be in nominated next year's. Yeah. In, in next year's pool for nomination. Right, right, right. But uh, you know, um yeah, it's just kind of weird, man. But for, for best rap album, you had Coloring Book, De La Soul. Props to them. They did an album that was critically acclaimed that got nominated. Khaled, man. You got to get up to Khaled, man. I mean, yeah. whatever your opinion of him is, man, he is hustling, man. He hustling, yeah, no, man. And, mm-hmm. and, like, he winning, you know. And mm-hmm. the album wasn't bad. Magic Key was a pretty cool album. You know, had some bangers on there. Right. Um, Fuse, Schoolboy Q, the Blank Face LP. I don't agree with that being nominated. I'm with that. that it was an okay album, but... I mean, but it's, it just still go with the same theory. The theory of they nominated it. Like, they put it in it had to be nominated. And when you got a room full of people who may or may not even be familiar with the records, they're going to probably pick the name that looks most Exactly. Uh, most like popular. Kanye West. I think Kanye West, by default, he, he didn't complain right. so much. Yeah. That like, if he's on the list, he's going to get picked. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, but, but again... I think the Life of Pablo is one of the better albums. I do. I agree. Year. I think it's so, a great album. I think, I think Coloring Book is a great. Actually, I'm not mad at the list. I mean, I think Schoolboy. I love you, man. You a dope rapper, man. But I don't think his album. That's the only one I think probably shouldn't be on there. Yeah, in my, in my opinion. But, but like we said, then nobody, <laughs> nobody nominated none of that other stuff. So it's kind of like well, it might have been nominated, but you have to have to vote, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but but that's my point. Like, if you got on this list, you know what I'm saying. A whole bunch of nominees and none of the names are recognized, or or most of the people voting in the Grammys don't have any uh, any idea of what it is. You know, it's the chance you take. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so. But well, yeah, man. Uh, shout out though, man, to like people like um, BJ the Chicago Kid, man, is nominated for best R&B album. Nice. My man Terrence Martin had a nomination for, for best R&B album for Velvet Portraits. Nice. That's totally independent, man. You know, Mint Condition mm-hmm. came back around, you know. Um, I want to shout out, like, a lot of the producers, man, who got some good looks, man. They got nods out of this thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was just really dope, man. Uh, Mark Bird ended up getting a nod from, uh, you know, being a part of the Pablo album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a list of a bunch of people, man, who... Uh, on a certain album? Yeah, yeah. Well, shoot. Good or bad, Kanye West... That one album probably got a hundred people <laughs> nominations because it had yeah. so many collaborations. Yes, a lot on of it. collaborations on it. So you know. So you know. But the same thing, man, went down that year when the when uh you know Dr. Dre's album came out. It was a lot of people on that project, you know. So yeah, that's dope, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Big shout outs, man. I I really hope that uh for those that've been nominated, man. You know, we hope you win, and uh you know, on to the races to the next year again. Let's yeah, do well, it. Let me just say one more thing. Album of the year, Adele. Beyonce with Lemonade, uh, Justin Bieber, Drake Views, and Sturgill Simpson, A Sailor's Guide to Earth, which I'm ashamed to say I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and, and you know what? But I'll tell you what's really dope about it, man. I got a good friend, man. I think the a and that project. Okay. But that project came out of Nashville. Okay. And he was mind blown just to watch his uh, Instagram feed was incredible, man, because he was just like, wow, what happened? You know what I'm saying? So it just goes to show, man, you know, if you have a smart team and you have a great album, you know, getting nominated is not as far-fetched as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Ian, 
I forget Ian's okay. last name, but Ian was a part of that project. But that's dope, man. You know. Shout out to Mike Posner too, man, from Detroit, man. Uh, I always got to shout out my Detroit people. He got nominated for Song of the Year for I Took a Bill and. Uh, that's a that's a dope song. Yeah, so you know. Man, speaking of dope songs, man, I was riding in the car the other day, bro. Uh, Post Malone got a dope song out right now. Have you heard that record with the? It's kind of like 808s and... No, I need to hear it. It's kind of jamming. I mean, I ain't a super Post Malone fan I'm yet, but... I'm a Zero fan, but I have... That shit should, was jamming, man. That's it, just man. my... That's me just talking to... You know, it is what it is. Hey, man. That's that's cool. I got to listen to it, man. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of stuff that I like that people, you know... Yeah. Don't, don't like. I like uh, Tiger's album that he, that he did with Mike Dean. I but you know what, the, uh, man, I wasn't mad at it either, but see, you know, Tiger just get hate on because Tiger got a lifestyle people don't yeah. like. Well, it's that, his album with, that Mike Dean produced and Kanye West executive produced right. was jamming to me. Right. People climbed, He only sold, I think, like a thousand. It was something in there, but it was a dope project. <laughs> I just think because it was Tiger, they hated on it, man. Yeah, so, of course. Whatever, you know what man. That's, that's that uh, Kardashian shit they got to deal with. Yeah, but anyway, man. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to just give props to everybody who was grabbing nominated and for you creatives out there you producers man this should put the battery in your back man you know what i'm saying like get get out there get active and if you have uh contributed musically and are not a part of the grammy association you need to sign up you know yeah. go back go back and listen to our episodes with shannon sanders and um tk yeah you know um because uh they talk about how to get in and mm -hmm. Get your voice heard. They man. talk about the process. They talk about why certain albums don't make it the year that they come out. It's all the timing thing, man. So, uh, you know, uh, Be yeah, go get involved. Though. Yeah, man. Go get involved, man. You know, and those little fees and things like that, like, you know, we tend to put our money in the wrong places sometimes. You it's know what I'm saying? It's man. not expensive. It's not. It's worth it to be involved because the more you get involved, you know, you could possibly... Like, it's just like any other business. You can move up in the rankings. I've seen people who you never expect to be presidents end up being presidents of yeah. chapters. Like, people don't realize Paul Wall is the pre was the president for the Houston chapter. Paul yeah. Wall, man. One of, you know, hip-hop's... Elite MCs down south, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he's dope, man. And I think at one time MC Light was like over the whole thing. Yeah, MC Light, man. Um, shoot, uh, uh, Jimmy Jam. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are like these are heavy hitters. You know, Shannon Sanders. Yeah. Shannon Sanders is a producer, man. Like he didn't start out, you know, probably with that being on his list of things to do. However, you know, his participation. Shoot, TK was an engineer. TK was an engineer, engineer right? Yeah. So, you know, just letting everybody know, man, it's a way to get to the top of this thing, man, to get involved. You know, just imagine the connects that come from being a uh, an executive yeah. and, on and, that. And if you're a member, you know, you have an opportunity to, if you'd like to travel, you can buy tickets and go to the Grammy. Yeah, you can go anytime. You know, right. If, exactly. if you're a, a member. So, I remember getting an invitation one time. I put it on Instagram. I was so hyped. I put it, I took a picture of it. I put it on Instagram. I got an invitation to the right. Grammy. I didn't go. But, right. you know. But yeah, so get involved, y'all. Get involved and yep. uh, be motivated, man. You know, the world is at your feet, man, if you're willing to work for it, man. And, yep. You know, do your thing. But anyway, speaking of uh, great accomplishments, man, mm -hmm. we interviewed one half of the business last week. Right. And we thought it was only right that we bring the other half in. Yeah. You know, the business, man, they um, produce a lot of good records, man. Right. From Young Money, Lil Wayne, to... Right. You know the ice cube if you were on last week you heard us last week we, right we right, went right. Down and, the and right before the uh you know our interview with him we talk about how many records they've done so the, the but the real dope thing about it man is like what i like most about these guys is um 
you know, professionally, they've done a lot of things together. And here recently, they started to do some things separately. However, they still have a very, very, uh, you know, uh, amicable and business relationship in place. So, you know, it's it's to me, it's like when you do things in groups and you do things with people, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to end bad. You know what I mean? This is a, a true testament to two guys who are just extremely talented and still good good friends still homies man and still doing things so um if you're wondering why we have it separated it's because they're working separate now however uh they created a legacy that's gonna live yeah. under that and and you know if i'm if i received it properly they still use the name they still both represent the brand mm -hmm. uh but they you know kind of working separately but but at any rate, man, both of them are phenomenal guys and phenomenal mm. producers. And his interview is dope, man. His he interview is he dope. broke down some stuff that kind of had both of us like, you, well, yeah. you do what? Now? Exactly. Like, like so, what? yeah, so. man. Like basically, what what Henny's gonna get into in this interview, man, is he's gonna he's gonna get into some technical technology as a producer. You know, so not only does he write here records, but he's brilliant as far as like being able to be innovative on how to do it. And like he said something to me one time in person, and I think he said it again in the interview, but he said it in person to me. He said, um, I need to be as hungry as I was when I was first out here. He was like, so I limit myself with the types of production tools I have. He does it on purpose. You know, it's like he said that, you know, like when he started, let's say, for instance, he had an MPC. He made his beats on the MPC. He didn't go. He didn't have all the extra tools. He didn't have the money to have all those other things. So. He worked hard and he made hit records off of those machines. Man, I'm ready for this interview. That's it. That's you, what it is. Hyped just listening to yeah, this. Yeah, no man. doubt, man. So let's get right to it, man. We're going to take a little beat break right quick, yeah. man. I'm going to drop another record off of our free game mixtape from last year. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So y'all stick around, man. Thank you again. Please visit uh, freegameeveryday.com. Uh, you know, hit up iTunes. Subscribe. Yeah, put a comment on iTunes, man. Put, you know, Spread some love on iTunes. Yeah, man. man. Rate us. You yeah. And when you get to freegameeveryday.com, subscribe to the newsletter, man, because we keep that popping too. So definitely. All right, man. This is, this is, this is, this is your last warning. Just ask, I'm back on it. Tell Super Hot to send me the beat. I'll spaz on it. Break the record. They might put a cast on it. Niggas been up on game. You last on it. You last on it. Niggas been up on game. You last on it. This is chess, never checkers, the math on it is We ever do a record, don't never be last on it uh, I fuck when I want, the wine diner The king like, tough, mine is the eyeliner Count your losses, I had zero A beast, you wanna fight the beast You Magneto, you don't move me We make movies, you bad B-roll That stems from that no income, we had CeeLo Four, five, six, niggas need me in They circle like my Instagram profile pic Check, I ain't mean to be this nice That was God's plan, you MCs get zero love Like LeBron's man, niggas fall off and try to land on me Cause if I ever fall off, I still land on beat I go forehead first and still land on feet I belong here like stand on beach Keep hand on heat, uh I been nice, see how that pen right? You niggas can't fuck with me Like my friend's wife Bitches ain't give me the digits till I was winning Portugal sat in front of the TV till I was in it If we ever go line for line, you couldn't diss them If you lay your verse after mine, they wouldn't listen This is your last warning, just ask, I'm back on it Tell Super Hot to send me the beat, I'll spaz on it Break the record, they might put a cast on it Niggas been up on game, you last on it Alright, welcome back to the Free Game Producer Podcast with Will Power and Brian Andre, we got a special guest on the line, one of my favorite producers of the last few years, yep. uh, along with uh, uh, Dow Jones. We got Henny from uh, 
uh, the business. Yeah. They produced for 50 Cent, uh, G Unit, Chris Brown, Ice Cube, Trey Songs, Lil Wayne, Woo. R. Kelly, Kendrick Lamar. I can go on and on. It's a, it's a blessing <laughs> to have Henny on the line. How you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm well, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. How y'all? Yeah, we good, man. Yo, like, it must be crazy, man, when, when, uh, you know, when people talk about all the work that you guys have done, man, like, you know, you've had your hands in a lot of great music, man, in the last, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, man. It's kind of like you guys are like a mainstay in this thing, man. How's that feel? Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't stress it enough, man. It's a blessing, man, because, you know, being, you know, one, one to who had this dream for a long time since I was a young kid uh, and just, you know, still being it 15 years after uh, really starting to, to, to produce, man. I mean, it's a... You know, it's only God's work, man. I mean, for real, like, it's... I forget all the records that I've done sometimes. I'm like, damn, well, shit, yeah, I did do that, too. So, you know what I mean? So it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. That's what's up. So, did you grow up in Seattle as well? Yeah, I did, man. I grew up in the uh, suburbs outside of Seattle uh, called Federal Way. Okay. And, uh, man, grew up in the church, you know, grew up... Uh, you know, really listening to the uh, the New Jack Swing. Uh, that I think that was a testament to what I really gradu- you know, uh, gravitated towards when I was younger. Uh, hence the, you know, me always wanting to play leads and chord progressions all over dirty tracks. Nice. Um, and um, you know, from there, I went to Morehouse College down here, and uh, that's where I really own my craft. You know what I mean? Dope. Nice. So, um. Growing up in a in a church, and you talked about playing chords. So did you officially learn how to play piano? Get any lessons, or how did you get into playing music? Yeah, um, I uh, I was actually playing, trying to create songs for my my youth church choir. Man, way back when I was probably about fourteen, fifteen years old, and one of the main uh, you know pianists in the church saw me doing it with no lessons. And, uh, you know, he took me under his wing until I graduated high school and, and showed me, you know, gospel theory of, of, of piano. Nice. And look, taught me the chord structures, you know, chord progressions, the turnaround chords, and his favorite, the million-dollar chords that, uh, you know, that you, you know, those, those, those turnarounds that always sound so sexy. So, right. Um, he, taught me, he taught me all of that um, between maybe, the, you know, the ages of 15 to 18. So, you know, I think that's, that's some uh, part of my, you know, my upbringing as well because I did I wasn't like classically trained and none of that shit like like gotcha. growing up early where you know you you meet a lot of musicians who have amazing talent but when it comes to them being creative they have so much uh, they just have so much skill and so much talent and so much theory that it's hard for them to think outside the box so it's a blessing for me to be able to say that I only got three years but I got it just enough to get to get around still being very creative you know right I mean? right yeah yeah we i run into that a lot you know what i'm saying one thing about it you know uh is some people find it hard to believe that like musicians who are like extremely uh talented with their their uh with their instrument aren't very good producers or very good at being uh creative outside of the box you know and a lot of that is because of how much training is involved you know uh, it, it, it does exactly. give you, it gives you freedom to kind of have a little bit of both, and then that way you could just be creative to do whatever it is you feel. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, 
Um, I know you and uh, you and Dow have been, you know, we're working together. This is, you know, informed the business. And uh, did you meet yeah. him out at, in, in y'all's hometown, or like, how did you hook up with Dow? Man, honestly, man, it was uh, it was one of those it was one of those life changing moments where I could either either stop making music or or go forward. It was I was living in L.A. Once I graduated from Morehouse, I, I went to L.A. to pursue to pursue production and. Um, uh, you know, four or five years after being out there, I, I came home to Seattle for Christmas. And when I came back, my whole uh, apartment in L.A. was ransacked. And I didn't know who, you know, who got me for pretty much all of my equipment besides my SR-10 and my little V8. Wow. And, um, yeah, they got me for everything that I, you know, all my hard drives, my computer, everything. And so I didn't really know who to trust. And... Um, you know, I knew uh, uh, I knew of Dow uh, being, you know, doing his mixtape DJing thing out there, and uh, and he had moved to LA as well. And so I didn't know him well enough, but I knew that he was grinding. So sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, step out of your comfort zone, right? And uh, I, I knew I couldn't really trust the people that were around me because I didn't know who had really got all up in my stuff. Right. And so I went over to his crib and uh, I was telling him that, you know. I was pretty much down and out looking for another opportunity to kind of get my shit off because I uh, I didn't know what to do. And at that time, I was just like, well, fuck it, do I just, was that it for me? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and uh, luckily, with the help of my parents kind of getting me back started, that's when I kind of transitioned into, you know, being such a, a beta tester when it came to, uh, you know, music production and trying out anything that, that was out there. Um, and I saw the homie Ninth Wonder. I seen him do stuff on the laptop, and he was getting big. You know, that's when like you know, Fruity Loops was just just taking off, and um, you know, so I was like, what is that? What's the equivalent of that on on the Mac? And they were like Reason, so I started using Reason. Right. I went over to Dow's crib, like, yo, I just need some help. He was like, yo, I could I could try to put your beats on mixtapes with you know, I'm working with a lot of West Coast artists, and I was like, cool. And that uh, that developed into a good partnership, and um, you know we were going down to uh, San Diego to work with the homie Mitchy Slick, and I was like, "Yo, bro, the way we're doing the shit, man, we like the shit. We're the shit." And, <laughs> and you know, I was like another like another word for the shit is the business, right? You know man. what I mean? I was like, "Yo, we the business," like, nice. and that's when it you know that's when it clicked. And so from that point, we uh, you know we 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 uh, we formally formed a a production duo you know where he was out there grinding and i was up you know cooking up and it just worked out right right you know yeah no that that makes sense you know because uh you know a lot of times people when they form you know companies or form you know partnerships you know they it, it needs to be based on like a yin and yang kind of theory you know what i'm saying like it's it's, it's exactly not that, yeah you know somebody has to be able to do something better than the other you know and and that, that always helps, you know. And one thing I did know about Dow was he was always everywhere. So he was always a good spokesperson yeah, yeah. or, you know, always, uh, you know, just always in the mix somewhere. So that's a good look, man. Exactly. That's, re that's really dope. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, you know, I was talking to you the other day, man, when I saw you out at a, a, a producer event. And, uh, yeah. you know, we got to talking a little bit about the technology of this thing, man. So what, what software are you on right now? What are you doing? Uh, as you're producing, man, I, you know, I've, like I said, man, for the last 10, 12 years, I've tried everything just to see what stuck and what was new. And, right. uh, 
you know, uh, two years ago, you know, as as me being me and Dow being in, in, in a production company for over 10 years, you, you start to uh, grow apart as men. And that's and that was, you know, the the consensus of what had happened over, you know, the last three years. Right. And so we, you know, we split when we went uh, separate ways uh, early 2015. And so I took kind of the realm of the business and kind of stuck with my moniker, my moniker, Henny, the business. And he went off and he was working on photography and started Crown Bearers with Chasing Cash. Right, and right. so we kind of went a separate way. Right. And so from that, from that perspective, I was like, all right, I'm here. I still got to build, but I, I need a new, I need a new resurgence of my sound. And if I was 18 all the way back in high school again, what would I be using today? Right. And, um, I was like, it's got to be like an iPad or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I literally took everything in my studio, in my house, and shut it off and bought the newest iPad, switched out my old iPad and figured out what apps could I do to make myself just as good as I was with all the equipment that I had. Right. And over the course of, man, six months, I mastered how to make all the tracks all the sequencing, you know what I mean? Whether it came to, uh, uh, you know, building sounds, building loops, uh, full out production on the iPad. And it only got better when I got the iPad Pro last year. Wow. To the point now that I'm, I'm, I'm using the iPad for 95% of all my productions over the last few years. Um, that, that's and, crazy, uh, it's an <laughs> It's an amazing experience. When I tell you that you can take it anywhere, you can still have all your sounds synced up via Dropbox, you know, via I, uh, iCloud Drive or whatever it is. So I'm using apps like uh, Aria Pro or Beatmaker 2, uh, Blocks Wave, uh, Core Gadget, iMachine. Wow. Man, there's synths, synths like TerraSynth or, I, or Sampler or uh, amazing hub for audio called AudioShare. There's a plethora of apps that you bring together and it's all in one device so i use that and uh you know sometimes i hook up a full 61 key if i really playing keyboard and i use uh what is it they call the um the camera connection kit it's almost like a lightning port to usb port oh, um, that was my next question uh, I was, yeah yeah <laughs> that's dope <laughs> uh you use that to connect real keyboards or i have uh it's called an X key 25 and it's a Bluetooth and that's really killer just cause you don't even have to connect the wires. Um, and, uh, I'm using, I'm using those things to create, like I said, 95% of the music I'm creating now. And it's such a fun thing I'm getting. Now I'm getting, you know, back, back when we start, we, we all get to points of certain success and we buy more gear or we get gear sent to us and we build up these libraries and these catalogs full of stuff and what realize what we realize is we're not creating as much we're taking too much time to make sure the mix is right make sure that shit is sounding like it's supposed to and you know we get out three four beats a week versus these young kids that you're competing with are getting three to five beats a day yeah you know what i mean right right um and i had to figure out how to keep my quantity up uh and so that's why you know it's it, it's allowed me to get a lot of great ideas done without without uh you know that's, that's what I've found. 
Right. That's what I found yeah. really interesting too about our conversation, man, was your outlook on how to approach music nowadays. Like, um, you know, we were we were just kind of hanging out and talking, man, and you said something that was just really profound to me, and that was, you know, how do I get back to what I was when I first started and when I was hungry. Like I didn't you didn't yeah. you didn't have yeah. a whole lot of things. You know what I'm saying? And you were making amazing music with very little uh you know exactly. uh, very little resources very little equipment you know basically one piece like you were saying i think it was the asr 10 or something at the time and yeah. we yeah. all we all know you know uh from you know the history of hip-hop and music just in general you know those types of machines their sampling capabilities are really uh short you know short. The, you you, yeah. know, you don't have a whole lot of time to work with in order to create but we were still able to make some amazing music with those uh, limitations. And so I, I found it really interesting that, you know, you decided to go to an iPod, iPod or iPad, I'm sorry, which, yeah. you know, in what, what I would initially think would be, yeah, that's extremely limited to what you possibly could do. But it seems like you found uh, a way, man, to expand that and like... You're kind of like leading the way, man, right now of like producers that I know who are you really the only person I know right now that's like fully producing on the iPad. That's crazy to me. Yeah, man, I, I knew that the platform was there and I knew that if I mastered it, uh, people would not only call me for the tracks, but they would call me for the expertise. Mm. And so when I got a call in February from a 305 number and I pick it up like, yo, Who's this? Yo, it's Timbo. I said, oh, shit. Yeah. Right? right. Never talked to Timberland a day in my life. Right. And Timberland calls my phone about the fact that I'm doing beats on the iPad. Wow. And he wants to learn what apps I'm using, how I'm doing certain things, and how I'm able to do it because he wants to do more things on the road. And I was like, man, you know, it's only people, it's only God that's working when you, when you see, you put the time and you put the hours in. Right. And you, uh, you get the type of results and responses that people are like, damn. And I promise you, like, I wanted to be the type of person who was like, okay, you know, like with with Shireen, and when I did that, I showed the video on Native Instruments and stuff like that, and people were always like, oh, I didn't know that you could use this with that or this with that. It was just because I, I always thought like, I always thought like Timberland. I was like, yo, he thought outside the box. Like, he was one of the, the people I tried to pattern myself after, like, all right, you don't always have to do it a certain type of way to get a certain type of result. Right. And so, you know, within the next three to five years, I promise, you know, with 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 the the processors getting bigger and better, the the, the RAM inside these these uh, devices getting you know more substantial, and then the apps being able to do more, bro, like you know what I mean? Like, it's only a matter of time for everybody. It's like, yeah, this is the way, and it's so mobile and it's so portable, and you still, you know, I was showing uh, my man, uh, my man Keys. I was showing my man Swag. We was all in a session. We was all in the writer's camp last week with uh, Ro Timmy. Right. And uh, um, I'm like, yo, and on top of that, it's backing up nightly to your iCloud. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So in the fact in the fact that somebody, you know, you did lose it or you did break your iPad or whatever, it's fully backed up. Fully. Right. You know? Like, you don't even have to carry four different, you know, uh, hard drives because that has that sound and those have those sounds and those have those pro tool sessions it gets to be so much you know what i mean that it can become a burden 
when you're just trying to produce, bro. Yeah. That's amazing. That sounds like a, a business opportunity for education. Cause I, I think I'm thinking of like uh, five or ten <laughs> questions automatically. I, I got I got a lot of calls in the work, you know what I yeah, mean? Man. Uh, and so that's you know, my main thing is is to show people that not only that it works, but that it works and successful. So with these next records coming out and the type of stuff that I got coming out, um, the videos and the branding that I can do from that will only help, you know, platform. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to think ahead, you know what I mean? Nah, that's brilliant, man. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's it's nothing yeah. it's nothing doper, man, than being like a, you know, upfront on technology, man, kind of leading the way and being a person to uh step out there. You know, it's kind of like you said, man, Timbaland has always been that guy who was doing something before everybody else. And you right. know, you're taking that on, man, and you know, I think that that's awesome. I think it's gonna be dope, and I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna cop me one <laughs> soon, man, and try to figure out some stuff. <laughs> so I might be one of your first clients, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, that's that's my thing. I was like, you know, people ask like, why are you giving it away so early? I said, man, if they put as if they put as many hours as I put in to try to figure it out, congrats to them. Right. You know what I mean? Because they'll it'll change it'll change their whole scope of production. And I'm at the point in my career where it's not only about being a doer but it's always it's also about being an influencer right, you know man. yeah uh, and so i want to do both and it's only going to bring me back you know uh bigger blessings so yeah right yeah one of, one of the cool things too that i'm already attracted to about this whole concept that you have is just you know man there's nothing like you know i'm a traveling producer man so sometimes you got to jump on a plane you got to be somewhere you got to go to work you got this that and the third yeah Man, that's that's irritating, man. When you know you've got, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of equipment that has to go in luggage, and it, and and you man. have to watch these people throw your stuff around, and you have to, you know, you just never know what kind of thief is waiting downstairs in the, uh, <laughs> you know, under the plane exactly. type thing, man. So it's like, yeah, that 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 can be uh, really strenuous, and then. On top of that, you made a great, uh, you know, point about the storage side of it. It's like, yo, uh, hard drives are expensive, and I've never had one that lasted, that's lasted my whole career. So eventually, nope. eventually, they always break. You always have to buy another one to uh, transfer stuff over, and this, that, and the third. They become obsolete. We know that. You know, some, some of them, you can't even find power sources for them anymore. <laughs> you know, Man, come on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think you own one with that, man. I think that's a great. Uh, I, I really hope that you you know continue to build that up, man, and, and hopefully get some curriculum together for folks, man. Yeah, speak. Uh, it's, yeah, the master classes and stuff, man. It's definitely coming soon. You know what I mean? And then even going in from an educational standpoint too, you know, like the junior highs and the high schools to show like what's capable. You know what I mean? Because. You know, we have we have all these sounds, right? We have all these, you know, uh, gigs and gigs and gigs of of different pianos and different pads and different arpeggiated sounds and synths and basses and whatever. And if you look at all those sounds versus all your sounds, your drum sounds, your drum, your basses that you use, your little effects that you love, that's minimal, right? If you look at that, the the, the size of your samples. It might be a few gigs, right? If you right. look at your li sound library sample, it's tens of gigs, right? Right. And what I realized is like, yo, there's only so many times we're going to try to go through all these different pianos to get creative because all we're looking for is that first thing that's going to spark us to get 
an idea. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about the good thing about the iPad is there's certain apps that give you certain ways of making music that's different. You know what I mean? That allow you to get that idea, allow you to get th- that first thought where you're like, ah, okay, I get it. Like there's an app called Blocks. Blocks is basically an app around loops, which you know can stretch time, which can you know you can tune pitch or whatever. So if you categorize all your loops, you categorize all the stuff that you have. All you got to do is plug and play, whether it's melodies, basses, drums, keys, percussions, whatever, and you're literally playing, pushing buttons, and letting it kind of go through its uh, its thing until it might find you something cool. And from that point, you can play and start to build and produce around it. Those are the types of apps that allow you to be creative quicker. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, And then when you get to fully come, you maybe you're co-producing or doing whatever, like, I'm airdropping the sounds to the the other producer. You know, mm. uh, it, it gets silly. You know, technology. Wow, that's, man, crazy. that's crazy, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> it gets silly. And you, you you're giving some free game here on the yeah, podcast. And we definitely appreciate that. And speaking of education, yeah. speaking of education, you know, we have a lot of up and coming producers trying to get in the game. And I always like to ask. Uh, producers who've been to college or who've been educated, what role did it play? So you went to Morehouse. What did you study there, and, and how would you how would you say that that uh, helped you out in your career? Oh man, Morehouse helped me out tremendously. Um, one, you know, I grew up uh, in a very diverse area in Seattle, and so making music, making tracks, making uh, uh, making beats was a way for me to be a little bit more cooler with the homies. Right. So when I went to Morehouse, one, that started me out uh, to to build my network and build my relationships. But two, you know, given the fact that Morehouse is, you know, a prestigious black college uh, for all for all males and stuff like that. Uh, it really allowed me um, the mindset to say that if I can get through here, I can get through life because it was very hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and that's what most Morehouse men will tell you, you know what I mean? Getting through, or even college in general, just getting through college and saying you completed that, you know, will, 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 will help you complete other things in your life. And so now being 15, 16 years out of college, knowing that, yes, I did, you know, I majored in business management. Um, nice. But at the same time, what took me through is the, the, the contacts, the relationships, and the mind state to say, you know, uh, the know with all that, to, to be like, okay, I've got through this. There will be hard times, but I will get back to a better place. Right. You know, uh, when we're younger and we don't go to college, some of us do, some of us don't. It takes us, it might take us a while when we get down in those valleys, knowing that, uh, you know, to come up out of it and not, and not switch to do something else. Because if you're in music and you're in any type of entertainment, it's only hills and valleys like it's like it's it's a wave all throughout your whole career it's whole never career. just right. a slow rise it's never a slow rise up to the top it's just a big ass wave and then a crash into you know some type of valley and then you're going through and then trying to get back up and all of those things if you try to stay in it long enough and it is a career that can last you long enough if you stick it out and college showed me ways of doing that you right. know so i know a lot of cats want to get straight to the paper but I promise you that paper will only last as long as your knowledge will last. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, 
if you don't have enough knowledge to get you past how much paper you've made, like, you're going to spend that shit in two seconds. You're right. You right. Know? Yes. <laughs> that, that is so dope. And I, I thank you so much for, for saying that because I feel the exact yeah. same way. I went to uh, Michigan. I graduated from Michigan. It took me five years to do it. But yeah. I always say that nowadays you don't need to go to college to learn stuff because you can pick up books. You can go online. But it's more so about the networking right. and getting through it and the right. experience. And I think that a lot of producers, producers right. coming up need to hear that, man. So I right. definitely uh, uh, thank you for that. You yeah. Know, that knowledge or whatever. No doubt. So looking back on your on yeah. your career, I know you got a lot coming up. And we want to ask you about that. But what would you say was your most rewarding uh, record or project thus far that you've worked on? Um, or it could be more than man. one. Several. Well, I mean, it, it's a couple of things for a couple of different reasons, right? Like when we came, when I, you know, me, I got married and I moved back to Atlanta, and around the same time as you know. The first inauguration, first you know presidential yeah. uh, campaign for Obama. Right. And when we did my president, right, like I didn't know when Jeezy was like, ah, I got the anthem with Nas. We were like, oh shit, that nigga got a record with Nas. That shit crazy as hell. Just because you know we're we're still, you know, at that time they were they're thinking of us G Unit producers because we were signing shot money for management and right. we're doing a lot of stuff with G Unit. But we came here did a record for Cheesy that became, you know, the soundtrack right. to Obama's first right. president. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, History right there. that moment, I remember that moment. I mean, I know we're gearing up for a whole nother change from, you know what I mean, when it comes to elections and all that right now. Uh, but that moment when he won and you rolled down Campbellton Road or rolled down Camp right. Creek or rolled down motherfucking <laughs> Beach Street and everybody's banging yo shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we got our first black president. Right. But I don't think, you know, from that point and then going to inauguration and going to Club Love and seeing Jay-Z spit his remix on yeah. top of that, I was blown. Like, right. like, that was before we even got a chance to have our tag on a record. You know what I mean? Like, right. that was just the beginning of like, oh, man, I'm doing something. Like, I'm doing something, you know, from that right. to uh, being something like like on Kendrick's first album, where that'll last forever. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And being like the introduction to that project uh, with Shireen and and the type of, just the type of uh, musicianship that came from, the organic musicianship that came from that record. Um, those are two that, it just really, really will always stand out. Right, sure. man, and and th those two are excellent, excellent records, man. That 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 kind of stuff, man, is that has etched you into the wall of hip hop forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not just hip hop, yeah, history, yeah, yeah, like right, and and, and quite yeah, honestly, American man, right yeah, there. that 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 president record, bro, like that, like you guys were really a part of the rest of history for the world, bro, like that. That was amazing, man, and 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 black people yeah. in general, man. We just we loved to have a song to be able to celebrate it, man. It was like, right. It was kind of like Stevie Wonder's version of Happy Birthday, man. It was exactly. like, yeah, like we got our <laughs> own shit now, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that was really yeah, dope, though, man. Yeah, that was really really dope, man. So, um, so what so what are you doing now, man? What's going on? Uh, you know, any projects you working on? Any new? I, I know you had a new artist that uh, you introduced me to, and uh, a few things. So what's going on now? Uh, man, so over the last yeah, over the last year, year and a half, you know, I've, I've um, 
you know, like I say about the hills and valleys, like with with me and Dow splitting and knowing that, you know, I was on the creative side when Dow was on the grinding side, I had to learn how to grind. Right. Right. right? And so that um, is a, a, a testament to producers all around because sometimes we do have management or we do have others or our homeboys out there grinding for us but nobody's going to grind for you and get the results that you want more than yourself mm, and so you know i had to put timers in my in my watch like stay uncomfortable get out there and do some new shit like these are things like as a seasoned producer knowing that i've been in the game for a long time but still knowing that i still have work to do you know what i mean and and so I got out there and I started grinding, making people know not just my tag, right, but my face right. and, my, and, my, and, my, and my name. You know what I mean? And so um, it, it, hadn't been, it, wasn't, it wasn't an easy process in the beginning because, you know, I still had to make them correlate to, oh, okay, that's who this is. And, oh, that's what, you know what I mean? Uh, right. And so from that and then showing people the new strategies that I'm having with technology and the iPad and all of that. It's just now starting to really pick up and the doors are calling about, you know, uh, uh, new Kendrick projects or working on uh, somebody like a Road Timmy, like new acts. You know what I mean? We got a new artist named Jayla Darton, who's 18, who I'm helping mentor and stuff like that, where it's somebody like, um, man, Ace Hood or, or T-Pain calling back or, you know, let's get back in with OVO or, you know right. what I mean? Like, Right. Regardless of what it is, there's opportunities all around. My main thing is to uh, really catch a run radio-wise. Like, like I, ne- like I never had. Like, I had songs on the radio here and there, but I'm looking for that four to five at one time. Right. And I know that's right on, on, right on the way. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. So there's a lot of different things. On, on my, mind, my mind's going, but uh, there's definitely a lot of different things in the work. But more importantly, my grind stepped up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so that's giving me more opportunity just beyond um, placement, you know, because I tell people, you know, like I said in a couple of the panels last week, I was like, you know, as you see the uh, as you see the industry all back on an upswing because of streaming now actually starting to make the music industry money. You know, you got to look at it like, okay, back in the day, we only bought a couple CDs per year, all of us. Like, I buy my favorite artist CD and maybe a couple others. But now, you know, all of us are paying nine ninety nine, whatever it is, per streaming to, per streaming app. You right. know, and that's damn near like twelve CDs a year. And right. if you multiply that by as many people who have a streaming device, you see why the record industry is about to take a humongous upswing. And how that relates to producers and songwriters is now there's going to be more budget. Now there's going to be more people getting signed. Now it's going to be easier for to get acts to get signed and, and for them to take chances on new shit. Right. And so there'll be more money thrown in different directions. The main right. thing you got to do is stay, you got to stay cool with the motherfuckers who, you know, uh, right. the ANRs who are just starting becoming VPs or just getting their leg up and the ones that, that would really still fuck with you or different managers who are linked up with the new you know who consistently get new hot niggas around or you know all the things that are tied into the industry into the infrastructure or even doing stuff like i'm doing with the ipad and and the education part to to, to keep me uh, invested in something like an apple platform i'm doing everything that i can to be ready for the the real wave 
in the next couple of years. Yeah, no, nah, man. I, and, if they say, if yeah. they, what I'm saying is, if they if they if they say the industry is going to be bigger than it ever was, best believe it will. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. And when the money's flowing, the money's flowing. Song deals and shit. Oh yeah, man, I'm throw you that for that or. You know, uh, development is back in full swing. So now they're just throwing you money to development artists to do this. Trust me, when the money's around, they're gonna throw it somewhere. They got to, right? You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, so I yeah, I definitely agree, man. I think that uh, patience is key right now. You know what I'm saying? And and we've been in the game exactly. for a while. So one thing we've learned over the years is how to pace ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and that's the key, yeah. man. You know, a lot of people are just kind of running out here man running out of gas and you know that's why you know only a few survive it but you know if you if they if people listen to what you're saying right now and they and they take it to heart and they, they pace themselves man you know there's a surprise at the end of this man so it's a it's a big there you go it's a big thing getting ready to happen man and you know i think that even when it comes to streaming like i know you're saying like the budgets will get bigger things will open up but i also think that here soon, you know, uh, in maybe the next five years or so, they're gonna figure out even the whole streaming thing, like how to pay correctly. Oh yeah, like that's gonna exactly. get that's gonna get fixed. It's not gonna stay the way it is. I mean, it's just like anything with new technology, man. You know, people have to figure out how to uh, implement, you know, a strategy to it. So yeah, um, man. And you know, the finances will fix themselves. I mean, who knows? It may be a gang of back pay and all kind of stuff coming sooner or later. <laughs> You, know? you already know, yeah, you know, man. and so you stay, you know, stay on top of what's going on, you know, stay on top of, you know, what how how they're fighting these deals in D.C., you know, to kind of get a statutory rate for 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 streaming and all of those things, and right. you know, my thing, my main thing to young producers as well as us that are been in the game is just continuously learn. Like if you're trying to you know read everything that you need to know about the music industry or whatever that book was everything you need to know about the music business and that shit was published in like 2000 you know what i mean like right you're behind you the can't you right. read read that for the fundamental read that for the fundamentals but also you know read some of these blogs and read some of these things that are you know on on reddit or my you know like like the the people who are just talking behind the scenes uh who are giving you insight on on your craft because that's the way you'll really stay stay ahead but at the same time you still got to know how to take an l that'll propel you forward you know what i mean yeah man Uh, i mean it's like you said man articles are written a lot of this information is in plain sight man we just people tend to just overlook it they want to look at the easy stuff and not really dig into it but you know the information is out there and like you said you know there's something going on every day in Washington, man, where they're trying to figure out how to how to you know rectify this situation and set it up right. So we got to be on point. You know, we got to know that if it's time to vote for something, we need to get out here and try to figure out how to be a part of that. You know, or yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So that information is out there, man, for sure. Dope, dope. Yeah, so man. yeah. So how can we keep up with you? Where, where can all the listeners find you on online? Uh, any you know, Twitter's, Instagram, yeah, yeah. websites? We should know about. Oh man, um, all of my uh, social media is at Henny the Business. That's H E N N Y T H A B I C N E S S. Yep. On Instagram, SoundCloud, Snapchat. I don't use Twitter as much. We still got at the business on Twitter. Um, so, but yeah, man, like that's what it is. HennyTheBusiness.com. You dope. know what I mean? That's dope, man. Well, man, listen, this has been a pleasure, man. You know. Uh, 
your knowledge, man, and your humbleness and everything about you, man, is really, really an additive to what we're Thank trying you. to do here. Uh, we definitely gonna yeah. check back with you soon. Bring you back on the show, man. And you know, I know that you know business is business. So you know, I know you and uh, yeah. Dow had to go separate ways, but you guys are both like extremely outstanding people, man. And I, I, I hope to see you guys work together again someday, man. And you know, it's all good out here, man. Let's let's get it, man. Yes, sir. Man. Let's get it, man. It is all good. Man. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time, bro. And we'll, we'll be in touch, man. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for thank having you, sir. me. Thank you, sir. My brother. Up. All right, no doubt. Peace. Peace.